Welcome to episode 188 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, author of What, When, Why, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine. And I'm here with my co-host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay, Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and jenstevens.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice or treatment. So, pour yourself a cup of black coffee, a mug of tea, or even a glass of wine, (laughs) if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi friends, I'm about to tell you how to get three pounds of organic chicken thighs, two pounds of grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef, or one pound of premium grass-fed, grass-finished steak tips, all for free, plus $20 off. That's right, we're talking pounds of meat, for free, plus $20 off. Friends, I love meat and seafood. My favorite way to get it is ButcherBox. It has been for years, and it's one of those things where I just sort of become more and more obsessed the more I use it. Especially with all the greenwashing that's going on today with meat and seafood, there's a lack of transparency, it can be hard to know what you're actually getting, and it can be expensive. ButcherBox addresses all of that. By directly partnering with farmers and fishermen, ButcherBox cuts out the middleman of the grocery store and directly delivers delicious meat and seafood straight to your door. And they have the highest standards. Their salmon, for example, is wild caught. Their beef is 100% grass fed and 100% grass finished. Their chicken is free range and organic, and it all tastes delicious. I love their chicken, love their meat, love their seafood. They have amazing scallops as well. And you can really find the collection of food that you want that works for you and your family. They have curated boxes, so you can get exactly what you want as fresh as possible because yes, meat and seafood that is immediately frozen is fresher than meat that is waiting out and never frozen. That's because it's frozen at its peak of freshness. It's funny because people kind of think it would be the opposite. Like, oh, I need never frozen meat and seafood. No, 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 no. You want frozen. You want meat and seafood that was immediately frozen and then shipped to you, which is what ButcherBox does. I eat a lot of steak at restaurants. ButcherBox's fillets are divine, way better than anything I would get at a restaurant. Their other cuts are amazing as well. With their seafood, I know I can trust them that I'm actually getting what they say because yes, there is a lot of scams in the seafood industry and their chicken also tastes amazing. It's free range and organic and tastes delicious. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner and ButcherBox has an incredible offer for our audience. You can have your choice of a weeknight meal essential for free in every order for a whole year. Just go to butcherbox.com slash ifpodcast and use ifpodcast to choose either three pounds of organic chicken thighs, two pounds of grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef, or one pound of grass-fed, grass-finished premium steak tips plus $20 off. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ifpodcast and use code ifpodcast to choose your free offer and get that $20 off. ButcherBox.com slash IFPodcast with code IFPodcast. And we'll put all this information in the show notes.
One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumer consumers from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean, and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 188 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Jen Stevens. Hi, everybody. How are you today, Jen? I am great. I'm getting so excited about my new podcast. I'm getting excited about your new podcast. Episode zero, I, we listened to it. We have the show opener. We have the music. We've listened to episode zero, and it's going to go live next week, which will be live already by the time that this podcast comes out. So people will be able to find episode zero of the Life Lessons podcast. It's just called Life Lessons, and you'll know it's me because it will say hosted by Jen Stevens <laughs> and Sherry Bullock. Listen to episode zero and subscribe. The sleep episode comes out December 2nd. That's very exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. 
Okay, so episode zero is a topic. It's not like a... Episode zero is like meet the hosts kind of a thing. And the reason we're doing an episode zero is because you know how first you have to get accepted onto all the platforms and you don't know how long that's going to take. Yes. And it just usually takes a couple days. But we decided we wanted episode one to come out December 2nd. Okay, so episode one is a sleep episode and episode zero is... It's just meet Jen and Sherry. We call it the teaser episode. You know, I did that for intermittent fasting stories. I had episode zero that had like some little blurbs from upcoming episodes. And it just, it's like a placeholder, like our podcast is coming. That way you can have episode one drop the day you want it to drop because you're, you're already accepted everywhere. Don't we know about this? <laughs> yes, we do. Although it's been a long time. Like, didn't didn't our podcast, the reason it's on Sundays is because that just happened to be when it initially went live? I don't think so. I thought so. I thought that that was the day it went live. And so we just made, or maybe we decided, I don't know. It's been so long. I feel like we wanted it to be Mondays for the first one. We did it maybe on a Sunday to be, to be sure. Like we released it earlier. Oh, that's right. But ours is Monday, not Sunday. I don't know why. I was thinking the day early. Because we used to early access on. Okay. I was thinking about the early access and that doesn't even happen anymore. That shows how on top of things I am. What day is it? Where am I? What year is it? I don't even know. And we're recording this right before the time change. And I, can I just say, I don't like the time change. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Why? Wait, this is like one of my favorite days of the year. I don't like the fall time change. I like the spring time change. I hate the spring. What is one of my least favorite days of the year? <laughs> well, see, I'm not surprised. I don't like the fall time change. It's fabulous. Nope. It starts getting darker earlier. I hate that. I want to go to bed as soon as it's dark. No, I love it. Bring on the dark. <laughs> I love the dark. I love the dark. <laughs> and I don't like, you know, because I wake up so early naturally. I don't like that. Now the time has shifted. Well, well not now, but once it, it shifts, I'll be waking up at like 430 in the morning ready to get up, but it's too early to get up. Yeah, I don't have that problem. So I don't like it. <laughs> Mess me up. <laughs> I'm actually crying from laughing right now. Yeah, I bet you are. Anyway, I don't like it. I don't like when it's dark early. I've been like so excited this whole week about it. <laughs> I'll be excited in the spring. And I'm awake, you know, when the time change happens. So there's this magical moment where you get a whole nother hour. It's so exciting. <laughs> Like you live your life for an hour and then you get it all over again. I always wonder about people who work like the overnight shift. Like they're at work and then the time changes. Do they have to stay an extra hour? I bet they do. I guess so. Actually, I used to be awake at two, but now I, I'm pretty good about not or being asleep a little bit before that. And I pat myself on the back if it's before two. I think like I've been awake at two. Still awake. Let me just say I've been still awake at two one time for like the whole 2020. Oh, my gosh. I was at the beach. That's so funny. Yeah. Other than that, nope. What are you going to be for Halloween? Jen Stevens. <laughs> I don't dress up for Halloween. Do you dress up for Halloween? No. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, tomorrow's Halloween, listeners, when we're recording this. But we are having like a block party, and I'll go to that. Oh, that's fun. Like a neighborhood get together. It'll probably be a lot of kids. So we'll see. And by the way, everybody, we are going to be safe. We will socially distance. We will wear our masks. And that's good. Maybe I should get a, a wacky mask. And we'll be outside. Yeah, it's going to be outside. And, but everyone's going to be safe. But I know some areas of the country are more locked down than Georgia. So 
Yeah. I will say Cal is coming home in December for Christmas. I'm so excited. Cal and Kate are coming. But, you know, he lives in San Francisco. And so we're talking about what we're doing at Christmas. He's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm like, come on. Like he's not coming home? Well, he is coming home, but he doesn't want to go to the family Christmas. He just wants to be here with us because, you know, they have more restrictions in San Francisco. Yeah. It's just interesting to hear because here in Georgia, things are are fairly open. I mean, we wear our masks everywhere we go. We socially distance. We wait in line, you know, six feet apart. But you don't realize that it's different in other places. Yeah, that's so interesting. It is very interesting. Like he's flying Delta because they're still keeping their planes more socially distanced, that sort of thing. But I'm just so excited that he's coming home. I ordered new Christmas stockings. Aw. I needed to get one for Kate. Oh, that's it. That is exciting. It is exciting because we have our old ones that we've had forever that, you know, just for the four of us, our, our family. But I started looking to find a matching one for Kate. And of course, I couldn't find a matching one and it would just stand out so differently. It, you know, it would look so different. So I just got all new ones, all new stockings. So now Will needs to either find somebody while I can still buy this set. <laughs> Get one just like it or. (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah. No rush, Will. Sorry. He's only 21. Although I was married at 21 and Chad was already married by that point. And Cal was married at 21. So Will's 21. He needs to get with it. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Got to fulfill the Stevens tradition. We're early marriers around here. You are early marriers. I remember when one of my best friends in high school got married and it was before she was 21. And I kept thinking I would want to wait till I was at least 21. So everybody at the wedding could like drink. I was 21 when we got married, but Chad was actually still 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when I say I was, we were both 21. I mean, we both were married by 21 is what I meant. Yeah. Wow. He was not able to drink legally at our wedding. Oh my. Yeah, I know. That's funny. (laughs) But then we went to Jamaica and everybody could drink there. So good times. Yeah, that always helps. It does. I have two updates. Okay, what are they? I'm trialing now my second CGM because, you know, I was trialing the the Levels company and now I'm trialing Nutrisense. They both use the Freestyle Libre. Oh, and I had the interview with Levels. It was awesome. Oh, good. What did you learn that's quick? Like, what's a quick thing that, you know, I would love to hear? What's really interesting, so you know how I was saying that I wasn't like super happy with my fasting blood sugars and stuff like that? Right. So in the in-between, so I did the levels for two weeks, and then I think I took off like around five days. I wanted my arm to recover. It doesn't hurt, but like just having that thing in your arm for like two weeks, I was like, I just want that area to like air out. Right. I know what you mean. (laughs) So I took like five days off and I started supplementing, motivated by one of the listener questions that we received, berberine. Wow. I mean, I think it's the berberine that's making a huge difference, but wow. Really? Yeah. Well, it's also making me a little bit suspicious about the accuracy of these CGMs, but well, not the accuracy as far as like the changes go. Like I think, and this is like the big takeaway for me from it is you really can see, you know, your trends and how you're responding and how your blood sugar is changing. I do wonder about like the accuracy is supposed to be within like 10 points or whatever, blood sugar points, however it's measured. But in any case, this time around, assuming it's accurate, it's like my blood sugar is like incredible. Like during the day, it's 70s or 80s. After eating, it doesn't even go above like 90s. 
Oh, that's interesting. That seems low. What are you eating? Low carb. That might be what you would expect for low carb, right? Yeah, I think so. What's really interesting is the difference with NutriSense for listeners. So I will be airing both of the episodes and I will have like coupons. I don't have it yet, but I'll have coupons for listeners to get like discounts or something. So I'll put links in the show notes to those episodes when they come out, but hold off for that is the point. But in any case, NutriSense, they, so like you do your stuff and then they like email you and like talk to you about what's going on. Like feedback. Yeah. And so the girls were talking to me and I was, she was talking about like my late night eating and like, you know, how it might be better to eat earlier. And I was like, well, actually like, <laughs> like center all this information about my thoughts about how complicated it is and nuanced and how we talk about this all the time and how, like how I personally think that yes, all things considered, I do think eating earlier is better, but I think that the majority of the information does not take into account like eating late in an intermittent fasting type time restricted eating pattern, which she's been really receptive and it's been a really good dialogue, but her responses have so far have been like, well, you're responding really well to meals or you're late you're responding really well to your late night meals. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, you can't argue with good results, right? Yeah. So the berberine for listeners, we talked about it before. It's a natural herb. And since we answered that listener's question, I've done a lot more research on it. It pretty consistently in all the trials rivals metformin, which is a prescribed medication for diabetes, rivals metformin's effects on like blood sugar on HbA1c, which is your, your long-term marker of how higher blood sugar levels are affecting your red blood cells. And it doesn't tend to have the side effects that metformin can have with like GI distress and stuff like that. So although I posted it on my Instagram and one person was like, why are you taking pharmaceutical medications for diabetes? Shouldn't you be addressing your diet first? And I was like, this is not a pharmaceutical. I do address my diet. This is a plant compound. So is that someone who had never heard of you or met you before? I guess so. I answered her nicely though and explained the situation. Yeah. So it's not a pharmaceutical. I've been talking about it in my Facebook group, which is IF Biohackers. So friends join me there. But a lot of people have been asking me about the berberine experience and I've been talking about their own experience. So, well, very interesting. Hi, friends. So I'm sort of haunted by clothes. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I love wearing all the new clothes all the time. And I know that that is not really sustainable and not good for the planet. That's why I am thrilled that there is now a way to get all of the clothes with none of the waste. And I'm going to tell you how you can get unlimited clothes with no waste for a month for free. That's right, I now have a website for both myself and you guys where you can get free unlimited clothes with free shipping, free exchanges, nonstop from all of the hottest brands, and it is so incredibly easy. It's called MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. We have so many incredible brands, including my favorites like BCBG, Calvin Klein, and so many more. Think like 100 brands. There are so many options. And the way it works is when you get a subscription, 
You search through the clothes, pick what you want. They send it to you with fast, easy shipping. You wear it as long as you want. And then when you're ready for more clothes, you just drop it off in their prepackaged envelope and get your next round. It is so incredibly cool. They have multiple plans. The starter plan gives you two pieces at a time. Friends, I actually have a little secret hacked. Don't tell them that I told you this. When you get your two pieces, you can actually immediately go into your account, click return, and they'll go ahead and send you the next two pieces. So technically, you can have four pieces at a time. You also have a cool virtual closet that you can keep stocked with everything you eventually want to order so you never miss out. And if you really like something and want to keep it, you can opt to buy it at a massively discounted price. Friends, I'm obsessed. This is finally the answer to wearing all the clothes, all the time, with none of the waste. Oh, and of course, one of my major reservations was the cleaning compounds that they use on the clothes because yes, it is dry cleaning, which normally makes me nervous. And they don't say this on the website. So I reached out to them and I was like, hey, what's going on with the cleaning? What do you guys use? Because I can't promote this if it's just normal dry cleaning. And thankfully, they let me know that they do not use any detergents, fabric softeners, or chemicals that are harsh. Everything is professionally dry cleaned or laundered with detergents that are free from dyes and scents. It's all gentle and it uses low temperature cycles. So yes, we are good on that front as well. It is the coolest thing ever. And you can try it free for a month. Yes, completely free. Just go to MelanieAvalonsCloset.com to sign up. Free clothes for a month. After that, their plans are super affordable. We're talking honestly, an entire month is less than the cost of typically what would be the cost of one dress. And I am not kidding. That's right. Unlimited clothes for less than the cost of one outfit. I'm just so thrilled to bring this resource to you guys. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. So again, get free unlimited clothes for a month at MelanieAvalonsCloset.com. That's MelanieAvalonsCloset.com for all of the clothes, none of the waste. And definitely share your pictures and tag me on Instagram because I want to see all the fabulous things that you guys are wearing. That's MelanieAvalonsCloset.com. All right, shall we move on? We have from Lillian, the subject is TMI alert. Hi, ladies. I will literally scream if I hear my question on your podcast. Well, everyone get ready. Lillian is screaming. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so Lillian says, I have been listening since March when I accidentally bumped into your podcast after listening to a Disney podcast. IF has changed my life. I went from 165 pounds to my goal weight of 124. I'm 50 years old and a mother of two. Lost my weight doing 24, and now I'm in maintenance doing 18.6. I asked this question on Jen's group, and she tagged Melanie that would probably have a better answer, but I guess Melanie didn't see it. Sorry about the rambling. My question is, what do you really recommend? I struggle with constipation, have for a really long time. Right now, I don't have insurance and cannot afford to look into this medically out of pocket. My father passed away in December from colon cancer, and my sister beat the same seven years ago. I know I really have to look into it, and I will as soon as I can. It's my priority. What do you ladies recommend to start helping my gut? Is it Atrontil? Is it Bioptimizers or anything else? I eat pretty healthy. I eat whole foods, meat, chicken, fish, all vegetables, etc. I'm a gin eater, but also the type of person who won't use the microwave because I don't want any craziness in my food. Side note, Melanie, do you use a microwave? No. I just had 
to say that. I suddenly had a thought that I bet Melanie didn't want any craziness in her food either. I use a microwave. No one is surprised, right? I'm not actually so much concerned about when the food is microwaved, the done food, I'm not so concerned about, but I am just suspicious in general. I don't know. I don't use it because I don't need it. I use mine daily harvest bowls that I like to have lately to open my window. I microwave those. And like if I'm heating something up, like a warm drink in my eating window, I'll microwave it. I don't think I need it for anything. Yeah. I have a convection oven that does like all the different things. And Chad uses it all the time to heat up his lunch because he he eats lunch. But yeah, we use a microwave. And our microwave right now, Melanie, is kind of... I don't know if it's on its last legs. We just had to replace our dishwasher. I'm not sure when they built this kitchen, early 2000s, I guess. But it's a built-in KitchenAid microwave oven combo. So I know it's it would be really pricey to fix or to replace. So we're trying to keep it going. But sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You put your food in and it'll go for two minutes and then it's still ice cold. <laughs> so it's like the, you know, the playing the, the roulette wheel of of microwaving. Will we have hot food? We don't know. Then to try to fix it, they're going to try again. Fingers crossed. All right. Anyway, back to Lillian's question. She says, Doritos is also my junk of choice, but I rarely have it. I love you ladies so much. I can relate to both of you at different times. I was so upset that I caught up to all the episodes last week. Now I can't binge anymore, but don't worry. I've already found your other podcasts But this one, where I get you both, is definitely my favorite. Keep on keeping on, ladies. Well, you know, she's going to have lots and lots of of hours of listening with the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast and Intermittent Fasting Stories and then Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. So many things. You can listen to Melanie and Jen like every day of the week before we'll be done. We're going to be on five days a week. Wait, no, four days a week. When does Intermittent Fasting Stories air? Intermittent Fasting Stories comes on Thursdays. Life Lessons will be Wednesday. Okay, so this is one day. Life Lessons Wednesday. Intermittent Fasting Stories Thursday. Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast Friday. Yeah, so Tuesday, you're going to have to just keep yourself occupied. But for a while, I had Tuesday Intermittent Fasting Stories. I had it coming on twice a week because I was trying to catch up. I had so many guests. So I had a Tuesday and a Thursday, but I can't keep up with that pace. So that would be funny. We would have like all five days covered. I just can't do it anymore. That was too much. I did just realize I was going through my guests I have booked for Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, and I've actually covered through April, which is, that's a lot of guests, which is overwhelming for me to think about because they're all like, a lot to prep for, but so much content. I mean, it's a lot. It really is. I'm I'm recognizing that with the new podcast, with Life Lessons, because I actually have to do more prep. With intermittent fasting stories, I just talk to somebody. That's, you know, easy. I love it. I love to talk to people. But with life lessons, I have to do some some research. (laughs) But I'm enjoying it. It's different. All right. So Lillian's question. Yes. So gut health, basically. And she said she struggles with constipation, correct? Yes. I'm glad this question came up because that was one other thing I've noticed with the berberine. It's really been helping my, my like bloating and everything which I did not anticipate, but then I Googled it and that seems to have an effect for that, but I'm not saying to take berberine for that. So when it comes to GI issues, <sighs> so there are so many factors going on and it can be really hard to know, you know, what 
the root causes and what's going on. And a lot of people find the diets that work for them and they're able to, you know, resolve it with diet or manage it with diet. For me personally, and this is just me, but I follow a low FODMAP diet and I find that works really, really well for me. I'll put a link in the show notes to my iTunes app called Food Sense Guide developed by Jin's son, Cal. <laughs> I'm actually really surprised, Jin, like, cause I'll randomly look at it if I have to like share the link with somebody. And usually whenever I look at it, it's usually like ranked really high in iTunes. Like the other day I checked and it was like number 10 and I was like, oh. Okay. In your category? For food and drink apps. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. That's really cool. I was like, oh, it's keeping on, keeping on. And I did just release an update for it. I added spices and herbs, which was exciting because I didn't have that in there. But in any case, so finding the foods that work for you can be really key. She says she eats, you know, whole whole foods and sounds like she's pretty in tune with that. As far as like the actual GI distress. So we do talk about a lot of different supplements for gut health. And I feel like it's been a while since we've revisited that. So I can, I can let you know what's going on with that. So Autrantil is a blend of polyphenols and peppermint, but it, it specifically has a compound that targets, it's not actually normal gut bacteria. It's actually an ancient, a more ancient organism that exists in our gut called, I think it's called, I don't know how to say it, archaebacteria, but those produce methane and methane actually serves as a neurotransmitter in the gut and slows motility. So it can create constipation. So a lot of people with constipation, Autrantil is like a game changer for them. And they do have clinical data and trials behind this. I take it every single day. And it's one of those things that I'll like stop taking. And then if my gut gets wonky, I'll start taking it again. And then I'm like, why did I ever stop? But it's pretty amazing. So that's what Ashrantila is for. I think our link for that is lovemytummy.com slash IFP. The coupon code IFP gets you 10% off by optimizers. So they make digestive enzymes. So if you're struggling, if you have like gas and bloating, a lot of times people aren't digesting their food. So you might benefit from digestive enzymes. There are a lot of brands out there, but we've worked with by optimizers and they make masszymes, which is amazing. Probiotics can help a lot of people. Depends on how you react to them. Bioptimizers does have one called P3OM. I like it because it's a single strain rather than kind of like hitting your gut with all these random strains that you're not really sure what's happening, but it's a single strain and it's proteolytic, meaning it helps digest protein. So the more digestion you're doing, the better. As far as like constipation in general, supplementing magnesium can be really, really helpful. So again, Bioptimizers has a magnesium supplement I also like natural calm, which is like a, it's a drink form that you can make. And I get the unflavored one and I drink that. And I find that really, really helpful. Just like keeping things flowing can be so key. So finding the foods that work for you, finding things that support motility. If you're hypothyroid, that often can lead to constipation. So if you are able to check your thyroid levels, that can be really helpful. Yeah. There, there's just, there's so much at play and there's so many like opinions and perspectives and viewpoints. And I think we're all just really unique. And so you just have to like kind of experiment and find what works for you. Yeah. Everybody doesn't need every one of those things, but the one that works for you is the one that is a game changer. I think the food choices can be really, really key. So, and oh, and by the way, that the food sense app, it doesn't just show you FODMAPs. I don't know if I even said what it shows. It has over 300 foods and it shows the different levels of potentially problematic compounds that you might be reacting to. So if you find yourself reacting to foods, so it shows things like gluten, lectins, histamines, salicylates, oxalates, 
like I said, FODMAPs, nightshades, sulfites, there's even more. So I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but that's at melanieavalon.com slash guide. I just love that you and Cal are just quietly working together on your app. Just, <laughs> just yeah, motoring along. He's such a good boy. No, he was amazing. Now for updates, I'm actually working with somebody he knew from school. Oh, okay. Say his first name. Is it Jacob? Nate. Nate. I love Nate. Nate is someone that Cal went to high school with. He was a year behind Cal, and Nate's been at our house many a time. Yeah. Yeah, so he did. He did all the recent updates. Well, good. I'm glad Nate is holding up the tradition and doing a good job. We love Nate. And I think I'm actually going to do another update soon, and I'm going to do AIP. So it'll show if a food is AIP, autoimmune paleo. So that'll probably be the next update in the works, and I'll probably be working with Nate again for that. So... But, but yeah, Cal did an amazing job. It's just really surreal that it's still, that it'll be like number 10 in the food. Like, cause there are a lot of apps in the world. There are. So it's exciting. Anyways, shall we move on to the next question? Yes. So the next question comes from Tracy. The subject is ketosis. And Tracy says, hi ladies, I need your help, please. It's all in caps and it's very long. She says, I'm so confused about keto. I'm a huge fan and I value your opinion. I like how she writes. She's very expressive. She says, I've been doing IF for a year this month and I love it. I just started with keto about two and a half months ago. I'm wanting to lose about eight pounds, but I also am looking for the health benefits. I've been keeping my fat up and fasting about 18 or 19 hours every day. I decided to get a blood monitor to see if I'm in ketosis, and I was shocked that I read between a 0.1 to 0.3, not even in nutritional ketosis. I started taking MCT oil and eating more fat and nothing. What am I doing wrong? I've actually put back on four pounds that I lost with IF. I'm so discouraged and now so obsessed with tracking and macros. I want to cry. Do you have any advice? Also, should I track macros if I'm fasting 19 hours a day? I don't know what to do anymore. I honestly love you both and do listen to all your podcasts, but I still have so many questions. Thanks a bunch. Tracy. Well, I am not going to be your keto coach expert on how to do keto because that is not my expertise. But I will say this, you know, there's a blog post that Dr. Jason Fung wrote years ago about who needs to add more fat. And he said, well, not you if you're trying to lose fat that actually, and it's a great blog post. So if you want to try to search for it, search for Jason Fung, Bulletproof coffee, who needs more fat or something like that. Those, those words are in the title. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But basically, he says that if you're trying to lose fat, you do not want to just keep adding, you know, fat bombs and MCT oil and eating more fat. That's not really going to help you. And you've actually noticed that to be t- true, Tracy, because you've put back on four pounds. And so I also really am not a fan of chasing ketone reading numbers. I talk about this in Fast Feast Repeat, some of the reasons why numbers go down over time and why they may not be accurate. And we don't know this blood monitor that you have. You mentioned the brand name. It's not one I'm familiar with. You know, you you don't know that that's actually giving you an accurate reading. I'm not really sure about that. But the key is, do you feel good and are you having fat loss? 
Because if you feel good and you're having fat loss, that's a good sign that what you're doing is working. If you're gaining weight, that's a sign that what you're doing is not working. So, you know, I am one of those people that keto does not work for my body. I tried keto in 2014. I tried it for the entire summer. I didn't lose any weight at all. And I was constantly changed up my macros. I had a ketonics breathalyzer that was state of the art back then in 2014. And I was able to blow ketones. You know, I was showing that I was in ketosis, but I didn't lose any fat. And I'm pretty sure it's because of the amount I was taking in. And so I stopped keto completely, reintroduced carbs, switched to intermittent fasting, and the weight started to come off at about a pound a week. Now, my body does well with carbs. Yours may not. I don't really know. But your body might not be a body that does well with keto. So I, I want you to really think about that. You know, why are you doing keto? Are you doing it because you know you feel best eating that way? If so, I would consider, you know, you don't want to just up, up, up your fat. You want to let your your body make ketones from your stored body fat. And I wouldn't worry about the ketone readings. Just eat until you're satisfied. Don't add extra fat just to add it. You know, focus on, you know, the high quality vegetables that you can eat, the protein sources that you're eating. Would you say that's good advice, Melanie, or am I getting it all wrong? No, 100%. I don't think chasing ketones is usually often the answer, depending on your goals. If, if people's goals are just like weight loss, like chasing ketones is not always the route to that. And if your goal is weight loss, I can't think of many situations where my answer would be add more fat. I mean, it's the highest density... <laughs> caloric source and it's easy to have a lot and add in a lot of like quickly make your meal way more calories. It's not the adding fat that's making you ketogenic as much as the lowering the carbs and lowering the insulin. Yeah. The whole add more fat, just add more fat, add more fat. That, even in 2014, that was the standard advice people were giving it. I was in a million keto groups on Facebook at the time. And if you were struggling at all, the answer was add more fat. I'm like, hmm, that doesn't seem to be the right answer for me. Now I understand why. But that was what everybody said. Add more fat. Yeah. You might be more likely to generate ketones because you have this readily accessible source of fat to turn into ketones. And maybe your body is resistant to tap into your fat stores. But it's not like adding that fat makes you more likely to burn the body fat. It's doing the opposite. If you want higher ketones, adding some MCT oil might be the great strategy, but that's not the goal. Yeah. If you are doing really low carb and you do want to add fat and you want to make it most likely to lose weight while still adding a lot of fat, she says she's taking MCT oil. So... I'm not like encouraging this, but I'm saying some people like are eating lower carb and they, and they actually can't get like enough calories because they're so full and they do want to add a fat, but maybe they don't, but they still want to lose weight. So if you get the C8 only version of MCT oil, that is the least likely chain of fat to get stored as fat. It gets processed by the liver and is pretty much like used as fuel. <laughs> it's sort of like a carb, but it's a fat. 
and it can raise metabolism. So if you're the type that is wanting to like add fat and wants at least likely to have fat storage potential, I will just say the, the CA version. So I know you can get that on Amazon. We can put links to it in the show notes. Like there's the kiss my keto brand. They make a C8 only. There's another one. I only use two specific brands because they come in glass bottles and I don't want to be using MCT from a plastic bottle because that's just going to leach chemicals. And I think from the plastic, so there's kiss my keto. And then there's one called I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, as far as I agree with everything that Jen said, Tracy, maybe have a reframe. Don't stress about, you know, ketones and adding more fat and all of that. And if you want to do lower carb, just do lower carb and stop adding all the extra fat. If you want to switch up the macros, because she says she should even track macros. It's up to you if you want to track macros. <laughs> That's a whole nother like world to discuss. Like, do you think that she should stay low carb, Jen? Well, I mean... She started with keto two and a half months ago. She only wants to lose about eight pounds, but she's regained four. I'm not sure that that low carb is, is what's right for her. I mean, I don't have any indication that it is. She's adding more fat, though. I would say maybe if you're happy with like the low carb world, like the foods you're eating, maybe step one, stop adding all that extra fat, like just be low carb and see what happens. If that's not working and like the keto boat doesn't seem to be resonating with you, then yeah, maybe try switching off the macros. You know, I think a lot of people see the popularity of keto right now and then they just assume it's it's right for everybody and that they need to jump on that bandwagon and that's the only way they can lose weight. And so that's just not true. Just because a lot of people are doing keto doesn't mean that you need to do keto. I mean, maybe keto is great for your body. We actually talked about the problems of long-term keto in the Joel Green episode. He is not a fan of long-term keto. He was talking about how in the long term, the ketogenic diet actually creates a lot of oxidative stress in the mitochondria of our cells. And it specifically encourages something called 4-HNE, which is linked to, I forget the details, but it's like oxidative stress and cancer and like a lot of potential problems. And he talks about in his book about, he thinks keto is like healthy and therapeutic. I don't ever want to put words in his mouth, but the interpretation I got was that it can be therapeutic for like a shorter period of time or like a season even, but like long-term, it's probably not the best. I just know how my body is. And we tend to, you know, I've said this many, many times and it's the whole premise of Feast Without Fear, my second book. In fact, we tend to feel like whatever foods make us feel best should should just feel like that for everybody. And so I don't like to say no one should do keto long term because even though I feel like it wouldn't be right for me and I also share some concerns, who who am I to say it isn't the best for somebody's body long term, right? Yeah. So if you're doing keto long term and you feel great and you're staying healthy, you know, I don't want you to feel like we're telling you not to, but I don't know. That's it's a tough one. I have personal feelings about it too. I really think it's all unique. I think back to, you know, Wade Lightheart and his partner. But, you know, I think of the two of them and that they, you know, his partner eats keto and has done it long term and it feels great and does well. So who am I to say that you shouldn't do it long term when it it truly works for him? It works for Matt. So I think it's more likely that men can do it easier long term. I think women more often experience issues. I, th- I think that could be true. That that sounds plausible. But, you know, I'm a big fan of eating all the foods. So, you know, I'm a little bit skeptical of any plan where you restrict something forever 
and never again you're going to have those things, I think that that could lead to problems. Like our goal is to be able to tolerate all things. But I understand that sometimes our bodies get really out of whack and so we can't tolerate all things. And so then keto could be very therapeutic or a plant-based way of eating could be very therapeutic. It just depends on what your issues are. You know, ideally, we would all be healthy enough to eat all the foods because people weren't running around, you know, thousands of years ago, like, I'm sorry, I can't eat that um, keto. They just ate whatever they could find and eat. They also, though, weren't, they weren't eating grains. Well, we could debate about grains, but (laughs) I think people have been eating grains a long, long time. I think people have been healthily eating grains for thousands of years. I think as soon as people figured out how to eat grains, they were eating grains. So I hope that that helped, Tracy. Just keep tweaking what you're eating until you feel great and you see results. That's your goal. And I would stop trying to get everybody's like this coach and and this person and even us. Just eat what feels right to you. You know, don't try to add more things just because you read that you should add them. Eat foods that make you feel great, period. So we have a question from Jessica Taylor, and I love this one. The subject is less gray hair. She says, hi, ladies, I have been clean IF for four months now after finding your podcast and also reading Fast Feast Repeat. I love your shows. Very informative with fun, easy to listen to personalities to boot. Thank you. I have not yet heard my question, so I hope it is not a repeat. Here goes. In addition to all the amazing benefits I have already experienced with IF, I have noticed that I don't need to get my grays colored as often as I used to. I'm 49 and have always been healthy and fit. I have gone to my lovely color lady exactly every three weeks for several years now to get my grays colored. By the three-week mark, it is always time to go as the grays are showing up quite a bit. But since IF, I find myself repetitively calling to reschedule my hair color appointments for a few weeks later because there isn't as much of a need. I still have some grays growing in, but not nearly as many. There is no question that there is a difference. It seems unlikely that IF could affect the color of one's hair, but... Maybe with autophagy, there's a slowing of the aging process that is resulting in fewer gray hairs. I have not changed anything else in my health or life routine that I can think of. Seems odd to me that it would be IF, but I cannot deny the definite difference in the longer spacing between my previous every three-week hair appointments. What do you think? Thanks, Jessica. And can I just say it real quick, Melanie, what I want to say? Yeah. We have seen this before in the groups. So, yes. We have had people whose hair turns back to its prior color, no more gray. It sounds ridiculous. And if if I wrote a book and said, your hair will go back to its normal color and you will lose the gray, it would sound fake and made up. But we've seen it enough times that I know that this happens for some people. Did not happen for me. (laughs) I still have all my grays. But we hear it a lot. We actually today, Melanie, somebody in the One Meal a Day group posted photos of himself with his hair. And he actually used to have a receding hairline that is now better. Oh, wow. Like, no lie. It looks like you can't even believe it. But he had such a receding hairline, bald area. And now his hairline is back to how it used to be. It sounds crazy, but that's not the first time I've seen that either. You know, if you're having increased human growth hormone and you're having, you know, all all these positive benefits that that bring you back to a more youthful state in your body, yeah, I think it's plausible. What do you think? Yeah, so 
I'm currently prepping because I'm bringing on Dr. Ben Lynch onto my podcast, which is so exciting. He's basically one of the go-to authorities in my sphere for epigenetics and like gene problems, like MTHFR and stuff like that. And rereading his book, Dirty Genes, and he talks about why we get gray hair. And there are two main genes involved with it. So basically the reason our hair becomes gray is when we are under stress, hydrogen peroxide is released as a, like a side effect of that. Our MAO gene in particular will eliminate excess stress compounds like epinephrine, norepinephrine, even dopamine, and it creates a lot of hydrogen peroxide in the process. So the more stressed we are, the more hydrogen peroxide is floating around. And so hydrogen peroxide can turn our hair gray. On top of that, we have a gene called the GPX gene, and that's a big detox gene. And it's responsible for getting rid of the hydrogen peroxide that's released when we're stressed. And it does that by using glutathione, which is our body's master antioxidant. And it basically turns the hydrogen peroxide into water. So then we just literally urinate out the hydrogen peroxide. But if our detox genes, so GPX, well, two things. If our MAO gene, the gene that's in, that's in charge of regulating our stress neurotransmitters is overburdened or overwhelmed, we might be getting a lot of hydrogen peroxide. If our detox gene, like GPX, is not able to keep up with all of the, the hydrogen peroxide, and if our glutathione is getting taxed, that hydrogen peroxide just builds up and turns our hair more and more gray. So any sort of like diet or lifestyle situation that is managing or reducing our stress levels is likely going to reduce the amount of hydrogen peroxide and reduce that graying effect. And I was just thinking about it now because I hadn't thought about it to this extent because so like preventatively, it can be great for preventing gray hairs. But then since hair does come in cycles, and I don't know if this is true, I don't know a ton about hair growth, but I was just thinking, okay, if hair comes in cycles and you know your hair is gray, you know, it's been turned gray from the hydrogen peroxide, but then, you know, you're doing diet and lifestyle situations where you are, you know, keeping your stress down, reducing, supporting your body's detox systems, which fasting can do all of this. You know, when the new hair comes in, it's not predestined to be gray. I don't think, I don't see how it would be. So I could hundred percent see how you would be getting less gray hairs. And, and as we age, you know, our glutathione levels are going down, our stress is maybe going up. So I think it makes complete sense. Very cool. Yeah, but we do see it. And it sounds like too good to be true. But if it's happening, believe it. I would say I would put a link to that episode, but I don't think that episode will even remotely be out when this comes out. People can anticipate it in the future. Yes. His book is called Dirty Jeans, though. So I'll put a link to his book in the show notes. What I love about him is he doesn't think you should like... I mean, you can do genetic testing if you want, but he doesn't think you have to. Like he, he's saying that you can be pretty intuitive with what genes are, are off and making diet and lifestyle changes. And he is not all for, cause a lot of people will be like, Oh, have MTHFR, take this supplement or ha- you have this, take this supplement. And he's, he's more about like the diet and lifestyle approach with very, very careful supplementation if you do that. So yeah. Well, if you would like to submit your own questions for the show, you can directly email questions at ifpodcast.com or you can go to ifpodcast.com and you can submit questions there. There will be a full transcript in our show notes as well as all of the links that we talked about in today's show. So that's at ifpodcast.com slash episode 188. You can join our Facebook groups. Mine is IF Biohackers, Intermittent Fasting Plus Real Foods Plus Life. 
Join us for the Life Lessons group, Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. If you're a reader of Fast Feast Repeat, we'd love to have you in the Delay Don't Deny advanced group. You have to have read Fast Feast Repeat and you have to answer the questions to show that you have. Awesome. Then you can follow us on Instagram. I'm like actually posting pictures on Instagram now. Oh my gosh. Can I tell you something funny? Yes. I told you earlier that I had a meeting with my publisher team and they're like, told me I had to be better on Instagram. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And they're like, we could help you find someone who can help you. I'm like, okay. No, it's always like, all right. They're like, I noticed you haven't posted in two months. And I'm like, oh Lordy. Instagram scares me. That makes me happy because, you know, I feel like it's just because I'm 51, but you're young. I don't know. I don't like it, (laughs) but I'm trying to do it. I don't know. I'm trying to, but I've been, I've been told by my publisher that I have to do better with Instagram. Well, I'll motivate you. You can motivate me. I don't know how to use it. I'm just like, I don't know. It makes me feel really stupid. Me too. I feel so stupid just saying that. I can do like the basic pictures, but like the stories, I'm like, I don't understand. I don't know. They're like, you can look at the story. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't know how to do that. I don't understand. And people will like tag me in stories and I'm like, and I'll be like, add to your story. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I don't understand what's happening. Okay. I feel better hearing that. But then it is fun because you'll post it. Like I posted my most recent CGM yesterday, I think, and like 42 comments, like, and everybody's like wanting to know they have thoughts. I was like, okay, this is kind of fun, but I just like my Facebook group. Yeah, I know. I know. And then, yeah, and they were also like, and now we'd like to give you some tips for your Facebook group. I'm like, no, I don't need any tips. You're like, oh no, I'm good. (laughs) They're like, you could do this and that. I'm like, I'm not doing any of those things (laughs) just because that's not how the Facebook group works. We have a lot of people. We have 300,000 people in that one group. So, <sighs> so I'm, I'm right there with you. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Instagram. I think it's because it makes me feel really selfish because you're putting pictures of yourself. You know, I think that might be it too, because I feel like it's, I, I think you just nailed it. You know, because like in my Facebook group, I'm like posting links and I'm like, asking questions and it's not about me. Here's your, yeah, I have like a daily inspiration thread and stuff like that. Right. I think you're right. But Instagram's like, here's a picture of me with this supplement. Here's my dinner. Here's me doing this. Here's my shoe. (laughs) Okay. Sorry for everyone who loves Instagram. (laughs) So so follow us on Instagram. We're going to be a lot more interesting soon. You'll know all of our insecurities when you... (laughs) I need to know, is there like a book that would teach me a tutorial? I'm not kidding. I think you probably just need to hire somebody. Yeah. I don't know how to do that either, but they're going to send me some people. They're going to... That sounds so weird. Apparently, when you're a New York Times bestselling author, you have to bring it. (laughs) You got to have the Insta. All right. I'm going to try to bring it. I do post every Friday for the episode. Well... Friday or Saturday for my episode, but it's like a picture of the episode. And I know, I know they say that's like not needs to be pictures of you. (laughs) Like, okay. I'm also really terrible at selfies. So that I hate selfies. Yeah. I'm not good at it. I always look goofy. So for, for goofy pictures of me and pictures of cats, follow me on Instagram. (laughs) No, it's going to get better. You'll see. I've got 2021. That's my year. That's the year I'm going to really do Instagram. Okay, we can do it. You know, I, we did just talk about habits on the, the Life Lessons 
podcast and we both reread, refreshed ourselves with James Clear's Atomic Habits. And you just have to just do it. See what I do. I was talking about the next day I have makeup on. Like I basically, when I have makeup on, I like stock up. I'm like, okay, we're done up. Let's take pictures with everything ever. Like maybe change the outfit. So it looks like a different day. And then I'm like, then I'm like stocked up. So I have like about five more that I have stocked. See, I put on makeup every day. Yeah, I don't. If I don't have to, then. <sighs> All right. Well, good talk. Good times. <laughs> So follow us on Instagram, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm Melanie Avalon, Jennifer Stevens on Instagram. <laughs> All right. Well, I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember that everything discussed on the show is not medical advice. We're not doctors. You can also check out our other podcast, Intermittent Fasting Stories and the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Theme music was composed by Leland Cox. See you next week.